Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. It's the big talking point with a month out to the budget. Uh, less than a month, in fact, to the budget on the 10th of October. Will the USC, Universal Social Charge, be cut? Now, people like Mick Barry are already saying it needs to be done away with in one fell swoop, like it was brought in. And a lot of people might agree with that. It was brought in overnight. I remember, as I said yesterday, being on holidays in Santa Ponza and reading it on my phone, reading the newspaper online and seeing in the, in the run-up to a budget that it was being brought in temporarily in the middle of a crisis. And I said, Temper, I said to the missus, we were sitting out having our breakfast <laughs> and I said, temporary, my backside. Once they get that in, we're in, it's in and, and it ain't going nowhere. Now... Um, Michael McGrath is thinking of starting to reduce it at least and maybe he'd like to be the minister who's responsible for eventually phasing it out now it brings in does the universal charge between 4 and 5 billion euro a year that's a not easily replaced sum of money to be fair Sophie you've had some thoughts on this did you write to the Department of Finance or something about it good morning Good morning, PJ. How are you? Good. Is that what you did? I did. Well, I wrote to a couple of places. It's one of those things, PJ, like you sitting on holidays when this um, came in. It was a new tax. Um, It was positioned as a short-term emergency measure. It was positioned that we would get lots of lovely new facilities like parks and libraries and all kinds of different things with the additional charge. In other words, that's how it was going to be used and to help towards the the crash and the financial situation we were in. Mm. So as it's gone on every year in every budget, the first question you have to ask yourself is, if it was short term, as you said, why is it still here? It seems to be going on indefinitely. And Fina Gale, I think in 2016, said that they were going to phase it out in the lifetime of their government, which yeah. hasn't happened. I remember Enda Kenny being interviewed about it in during an election campaign, and he said he was very much of a mind to, to, to get rid of it, but it would cost 4.3 billion euro. And that's the thing, basically, so I wrote to Michael McGrath, and I wrote to Cork County Council, so from two different points, wrote to Michael McGrath basically saying, okay, this was meant to be short term. Is there a way to get a list of the additional facilities and services like lovely parks and libraries and everything that we have received? <laughs> yes. I'm delighted if you're taking in extra money, but would like to see what the return is, etc. And he basically came back and his office came back and said it is a kind of a broad tax, um, longer term. Um, it can't be brought down to specific services. So if you think about that, 
basically what it is is another stream of tax going into the main pot. Well, I remember what, at the time, Sophie, reading it, the article and at, on my holidays, I thought, actually, if you can remember back to those hard days, many, many companies were imposing pay cuts yeah. on their employees. Mm. And this was a way, I thought, of forcing a pay cut on the entire workforce. Yeah. Was yeah. how I looked at it. And it, I think to that point, PJ, you know, the response from Michael McGrath, and just the response overall, I don't want to come specifically down on, on Michael, is that it's an efficient way to collect tax and it goes into the pot. But to me, PJ, that doesn't make it right. You can't just reinvent new tech taxes whenever no. you take a fancy and decide to take them from people, say they are for something like services or facilities or whatever, put it into the pot and then not be answerable to the additional services we're meant to be getting. Mm. Because what that does is it drives inefficiency. There's another argument that... It basically says we can just get more money if we're not distributing properly or whatever and we'll just put another name on it and then we're off again. There's another argument that they make to those who are, I won't say in favour of keeping it, but those who would explain why it's so hard to get rid of, that they'll describe it as a very equitable tax in that it's an unavoidable tax regardless of whether you're self-employed or working for the man, as they say. It's it's unavoidable whether you earn 20 grand a year or 220 grand a year, you pay it proportionately. I'm probably playing devil's advocate to you here, PJ, Mm. because what that's basically saying is that they've now found an efficient way to collect tax. My question back to them on that will be, well, what about all of the other taxes we're paying? Is that saying that Mm. that's an inefficient way? So I'm fine about paying the USC if that's an efficient way and equitable but explain to me all the other taxes I'm paying and how efficient they are before I start paying an, an additional one, if that makes oh, sense. Oh, don't get me wrong, Soph. I hate the thing where I get my pay slip and I go, that, like that even adds another belt to the mugging. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. And then the other thing, I, went, I wrote out to um, Cork County Council and, and City Council and basically said, OK, guys, is there a way to get a list? Because you're meant to be getting USC based on, you know, regional distribution or whatever you want to call it, um, out to you for additional services. Um, So is there a way to get a list of what's been done in Cork with the USC, just out of interest? You know, what's been applied? Have we had this new library as a result of it? Have we had this park? Have we had this facility or whatever? And what was interesting was they were very confused in terms of where the money actually sat and who owned it. In Cork County Council, you know, is it parks and facilities? Is it revenue? I was tossed from one to the other within the council. And the point is, PJ, we had parks, we had facilities, we have a lovely new library in Kinsale now, before the USC actually happened. So what I really don't like is what's communicated. You know, when they come out and they say, this tax is for this service, and then it's going to be for this time frame, and it ends up being something totally different. Mm. If it is something totally different and it's not specifically for um, public services and you can't report on what we're getting specifically, and if it isn't short-term and it's going to be long-term, then say that. Mm. You can't like nearly make an excuse for it every year because you know they'll come up with another name for another tax whenever we hit the next problem, and then that will be another tax coming into a pot that we don't think is being efficiently collected so that's my it's just one of those nitpicking things when they introduce something new you kind of see it through to the end 
Mm. And you go, okay, well, this isn't what it was meant to be, so what are you guys doing? Mm. That's basically what it is. And that was my question to McGrath. Political geekery moment, Sophie, and if you know me as a listener, and you do, Mm. I'm a a bit of a geek. Mm -hmm. It was a Fianna Fáil finance minister who brought it in. If I remember Mm -hmm. correctly, it might have been the late Brian Lennon, and I could be wrong there. But it was Mm. a Fianna Fáil finance minister who brought it in. And it would be very advantageous politically to Michael McGrath to be the Fianna Fáil minister who started the process of phasing it out. And to show up Fianna Gael, who said that they were going to phase it out and didn't follow through. Mm. So it could look very good that, A, we brought it in. It was short term, which now turned into, what, 13 years? I think it was brought in 2010. Yeah, it was Brian Brian Lenehan in 2010, yeah. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs, also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. And again, it was positioned to help against the situation we were in the banks and the crash. I mean, those days are well gone. They are well gone. Look at the billions that are there, so why are we still paying a tax that's meant to be saving us from a crash that isn't there anymore? (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And here's another one, someone on the phone listening to you with interest. What about property tax? Wasn't that supposed to go towards parks and libraries too? I ask them for a receipt every time I pay mine. I've never got one. Yep. And that's what I mean. It's these taxes that are going in, and it's about, you know, their favourite word, which I personally hate, is the transparency thing. (laughs) You know, where they go, we have to have full transparency. What that basically means is if you take in X tax, you have to be able to show us exactly where it's being spent. And we had the facilities to a degree that we have today before all of these new taxes. So that says to me, you're bringing in more money, but you're distributing it and spending it more inefficiently. Professionally, Sophie, I know you have some knowledge of procurement and how things work in the corporate mm-hmm. world. It has been long argued, and Mike, I, I see where Mick Barry and others calling for it to be abolished, like flicking a switch, like they brought it in, like flicking a mm-hmm. switch. To be fair, I mean, is it is it is it financially possible to flick a switch and do away with it in one budget? Well, I think what you have to do is you have to look at the total amount of money that's coming in. As you said, it's four point five or five billion now. And that's seen as in the general tax pot. So if that's taken out, then it has to be replaced. But what I would suggest is from you know, a financial management perspective, you look at how you're spending, as I said, the other taxes and how efficiently they're being used. And then there might be an opportunity to bring that down from 4.5 down to a 2 yeah. billion. You know, the, the worst thing to do 
in spending money is to just bring in more. And unfortunately, we're like sheep sitting here where they just whack on the tax and there's nothing we can do about it. Every time they get more inefficient, then they just say, well, we'll just throw another tax out to the taxpayers. Yeah. To come in, nobody's checking and saying, "Are you using the money that we're giving you efficiently?" First, because I have no problem in paying tax, but you want to see a return. What What are you spending? I mean, if, if, come on! I mean, in your own house, you want to know what you're spending the money on. It's absolutely, absolutely true. Sophie, before I let you go, I know it was during the summer you were the person who coined the phrase. We were chatting about it here one Friday morning. What does Cork mean to you? And you said yeah. Cork is a feeling. Yes. Yes, you came up with that. I might have a little treat for you in the days or weeks to come. I'll leave that with you. Just leave it hanging now, all right? I might have a little treat for you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. See you, you, Sophie. Thank you. Bye. 0818969696. All I'd say to you is my good friend Stanley Knott was in touch when he heard that. I'll come back to it. I'll come back to it. 0818969696. On USC, Michael. Morning. Good morning. What would you like to say, sir? Well, I just want to make positive remarks first. Um, I'm an elderly man, it's a long time since I was breastfed, and um, I, I got through life fairly comfortable, but now, as an elderly man, I'm finding things very, very hard. First of all, my credit union are charging me a euro every time I put my money in or take it out. The bank have just put a notice up to say they're not going to give me um, statements anymore, that they're going to stop giving me statements in the bank. And uh, the one person and the one area I really appreciate is the post office. So I'd like to t- take my hat off to yes. all the post offices in, in, the, in the country. I, think, now, I don't think we realise how much we can do through the post office, actually. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I go on to the USC. Um, I've written, like Sophie, I've written to several people and argued with uh, politicians. It was meant to be put into the USC, which meant us elderly people wouldn't have to pay for it. Mm. Now, they're just ignoring all that advice or whatever. Or they're, they're going to reduce it now. Oh, that's a joke, you know? Mm. No, it's cost me one little weekend away every year because of what I have to pay in, in USC. And I know it's only a small thing, but uh, I like a break after when the schools go back to go mm-hmm. to somewhere. Like you, you have a pension, yeah? Yeah. I okay. like to go to Parkness Fillers or Harvest Point up in Donegal. Good for you, good for you, good for you. But I can't and the USC, You're paying USC on your pension? I am. Now... Apart from what it's costing you, which you put really well, your lovely little weekend away, don't you feel insulted and hurt by the fact that you are being taxed on money that you already pay tax on to save? Of course. Mm. Of course. Like my dad, God rest him, my my mom has his pension, or half it, for the rest of her life, and she's entitled to it. She has to pay USC off that, which I I think is a gross insult to anybody. Well, as I say, if they moved it to the PRSI, which they promised. Yes, Michael, you're right. Wouldn't have to pay it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it comes out of everything. Yeah. I mean, we fought the water charges very successfully, thanks be to God. And your man is living in the lap of luxury as a result of it in, in, in Europe. Hogan. <laughs> yeah, I remember. <laughs> yeah. Actually, do you know what? I, I found out something interesting about him now. He lived for nearly a year in, in the Canary Islands during lockdown. 
I'm told. Is that so? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he spent an awful lot of time. Uh, as he was, as he was perfectly entitled to do. As he was perfectly course, entitled to do. Of course, of course. <laughs> Good for him, I thought, you know. Oh, well done. <laughs> yeah. But, Michael, yeah, the, the, the US, you, you have a very good point you make. If they had, yeah. as they said they might, take yeah. it in as part of PRSI. Exactly, which yeah. they promised faithfully. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fair, how we want. Fair point, fair point. Yeah. Michael, thank you very much. And by the way, I don't know what age you are, but you sound very, very sprightly and fresh. <laughs> well, I'm nearly 80. <laughs> well, thank you for your call, sir. And I just want to make one more comment about Go a friend on. of mine. When, he, when I met him recently, he said, I'm glad we're the age we are. We don't have to put up with it much longer. <laughs> <laughs> Great call. Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Corks 96 FM. Subtle results. Still you, but with fewer lines. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, is a prescription medicine used to temporarily make moderate to severe frown lines, crow's feet, and forehead lines look better in adults. Effects of Botox Cosmetic may spread hours to weeks after injection, causing serious symptoms. Alert your doctor right away as difficulty swallowing, speaking, breathing, eye problems, or muscle weakness may be a sign of a life-threatening condition. Patients with these conditions before injection are at highest risk. Don't receive Botox Cosmetic if you have a skin infection. Side effects may include allergic reactions, injection site pain, headache, eyebrow and eyelid drooping, and eyelid swelling. Allergic reactions can include rash, welts, asthma symptoms, and dizziness. Tell your doctor about medical history, muscle or nerve conditions including ALS or Lou Gehrig's disease, myasthenia Gravis or Lambert Eden syndrome and medications, including botulinum toxins, as these may increase the risk of serious side effects. For full safety information, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877 351 0300. See for yourself at BotoxCosmetic.com.